Today's da'af is da'af Ayn Zayin. We are holding at the bottom of Ayn Vavamad Beis. We learned in the Mishnah that Rameer's Shita was that if a woman is found to have mumim, so it really depends on was it found during Erisin, was it found during the Suin. We had three different ways of how to understand the Mishnah, but it comes out that at least in uh, one format of understanding the Mishnah, that there is grounds for uh, calling a Mekach and at least causing her to lose her Ksuva if there is Mumin found uh, and, it, and she cannot prove that they developed post Aresin and they might have happened from before. So uh, the, the, the Chachamim actually disagreed. The Chachamim said it's not carbon, it's not across the board. Because it really depends on what type of Mumin. Because if they are women that are hidden, then you can claim that maybe he was misled. But if they are external women, which are visible, then he cannot claim that I didn't know about those women because the horror they're external. And, and that, that's the distinction that the Chachamim... And they were trying to explain that a Mershit is that even external women, he can say she hid them from him being able to see, right? So one says, Amrav Nachman Venichva. Nichva is an epileptic. Epilepsy is considered to be a type of mum. So if there was not no full disclosure that she is an epileptic, so then he says, says that even according to Chachamin, that's considered to be like a hidden mum. It's not something that he would know about. And therefore it is grounds for termination of the marriage. So it's a Mumish dummy. But now it's interesting. I'm, I'm not sure if we have that today. But it seems back in the day there were two types of epilepsy. It was an epilepsy that could happen at any, it could happen under any circumstance, at, at, at any time. And then there was a, 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 an epilepsy that actually occurred intermittently during certain amount of time. Now what's the difference? Because he says like this, the only time it's considered to be a hidden, uh, epi- like mum, a hidden blemish, is if it is something that she knows when she is going to get it. So that she could avoid being in a public situation, and therefore there's no way he would have found out that she's an uh, epileptic, and he can claim that he was misled, that there was that mum. However, if it's the form of epilepsy that could hit a person at any time, so then that's not, that's not uh, according to Chacham, that's not considered to be a hidden mum anymore, that's considered to be a, hid, a mum shebegoloi, and the assumption is that he would known have known about it. And the fact that he moved forward, that forfeits his right to claim that she had a mum. So the animili to man. It's only where it's, an, uh, it's, it's a form of epilepsy that comes at certain uh, staggered times, specific times. But if it's not uh, a, a one that happens... At specific times, it's that's considered to be like an external mum, and therefore, since it's considered to be like an external mum, then the Chachamim say that he must have known about it, and it's considered to be, we don't, we don't consider it to be a, uh, uh, a right, an ability to, to terminate the Let's go weiter. Zagdei Lega Mishnah. Ha'ish shenolduloi mumim. Here we have the opposite. Instead of the mumim developing for the woman, here we have mumim that developed for the man. Now, the overarching svara is going to be is that 
we saw before women are, are much more accepting because of their emotional need to be married much more than that of a man. So therefore what might be an automatic termination of a marriage for a man when the woman gets mumim doesn't automatically mean that that automatically terminates the marriage when the man is the one that develops the mumim. So therefore, we do not force him to go and divorce. He said that's only when it's minor mumim. We'll see what minor mumim are. Ava mumim gedolim, but if you have major mumim, so that kofin also lahotzi, that is, and we're going to see. Assuming the woman says, "I cannot deal with this," so then kofin also lahotzi, we can force him to divorce her. And the Rishon we got, and he'll also have to give her aksuba because it's not being generated by her. It's really the cause of the problem was through him. So Rabbi Yehuda Tani, there's actually a question of what the girsa in the first part of the Mishnah is, right? The way we had it is Noldu Bo Mumin. Noldu Bo Mumin is Mashma. They got married, and then what happened? The Mumin developed, right? However, Chirbarav Tani Hoyu, he learns, the way he learned his girsa, the version of the Mishnah was, a man that had Mumin, which means that they were already in pre-existing condition, before they got married. Now, man's Amar Noldu, so now if you learn that it's, that, that it's talking about where he developed the mumim now, and even so, it's not grounds for divorce, so then Kol Shekane, if the mumim were pre-existing condition from before, that she would have been aware of. Because then we can say that since she was aware of those mumim, and she married the fellow, that she, she has, now she doesn't have a right to pull a, the card, I want to get divorced. So Kozer Cain, if you learn that it developed now, she cannot do it, then for sure she's not able to do it if they were pre-existing the development before. However, but if you learn that the chart in the Mishnah is the man had the mumin from before, and that could be the reason why she's not able to say, no, I want a divorce, because you knew about them from before. But something that could be, but something that develops now, what taka might be the halacha, if they develop post-marriage, then it might be that she's able to, uh, so therefore the girsa will make an afkamina, what the halacha is. So therefore, so again, so the manda amar that says, no, lose a culture, get all the most of the same halacha will be, hayu. That if they exist from before, the Kasavra Kibla, because they have a sort of that she, she knew about them and she accepted them. But Manda Amar Hoyu, but according to the opinion that the Girsa is, that it's, this is true when she knew about them from before, because they existed from before. Abel Nold, but if they develop now, like, maybe that won't be the Allah. Maybe on such a circumstance, the Allah will be, she can demand a divorce. Because you can say, I did not know about, uh, I did not know about them, that I could accept them, and now that I know, I don't accept them. So therefore, that, that, that makes a difference. Now, the Gemara now has a question, because the second half of the Mishnah brought down the uh, opinion, the dissenting opinion of Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. Right? And Rav Shimon Gamliel said, Amr Rav Shimon Gamliel, that the halacha that we can impose upon her to accept the fellow is only if it's minor mumim. But but if they're major mumin, so then then we can force him to divorce her. Now let's understand this. This makes sense. 
Lamanda Amarnoldu, that if you're talking about they developed post Kedushin, because then you can say is yes, developed post Kedushin, we can only force her to stay with the guy because most women would agree to accept the guy if they're minor women. However, if they're major women, most women would not accept. So then the Mishnah makes sense in the Shita of the Chachamim. But if you're talking about the Girsa that you have was the other Girsa, that these things developed prior, so then if she saw and accepted, why should it make a difference whether they're minor mumim or major mumim? The bottom line is the army she saw and accepted, so therefore how could it be grounds for divorce? So therefore Bishlam Lamanda Marnoldu that they developed later so I have the Shadi Ben Gadolim Gadolim you can see there's a distinction between whether they're major or minor mumim but if they existed from before who cares whether they're major mumim or more. The fact that she knew about them before, Hasavra the Kibla, she was aware of them and she accepted them. The more says like this, is that no, because you could, there is still an argument, we came across this yesterday, that even if you think you can handle something, sometimes it's just because you don't realize what it is actually you're getting yourself into. So therefore, the sheet that they had, the, 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 the gear said that these are women, even if they, were, they, they, developed, they, not, they developed from before, still says that if they're major mumim, Rav Shem hold, she has a right to say, listen, I did know about it, I thought I could handle it, it's just not something I can handle. So Mora says like this, so says the Gemara, because she can say, uh, she could say that I thought that I'm able to accept this, but but I see now that I'm not able to live this way, and therefore it still grounds according to Rachamim with minor mumim that she knew about from before that she could still demand a divorce. Now, what is considered to be a major mum? So, what is the Shem Gamliel? Shem Gamliel explained. Kegoyin nismis eino. One eye has been blinded. Niktar yada. One hand has been cut off. Nishbara raglo. Both uh, one one foot has has is broken. He's crippled in one foot. Now it's very interesting. They've shown him speak out. Like why is he giving the example of one one eye? Because we understand for sure if it's both eyes or both hands or both feet, where he's completely incapacitated from doing. So there's no shaila that that's a major mum that she can say. I can, the Chiddush over here that even though there's partial capacity it's only one eye it's only one arm it's only one leg even so it still goes under the title of Mumim Gedolim and according to Rav Shimon Gamliel the halacha will be she can say that I'm not able to tolerate this type of uh, existence it might was stated Rav Abba Bar Yaakov Amar the halacha follows Rav Shimon Gamliel which means that it's just not across the board that you don't force him to divorce. It really makes a difference. Is it mumim katanim or mumim gedolim? Rava Amar Rav Nachman halacha gedivre chachamim. Rava said no. The halacha does not follow the Rav Shimon Gamliel and makes no difference the severity of the mumim. Either way, we do not impose upon him to divorce, right? Unless okay. he wants. So the, the thing that the chachamim is it. Only if it existed before, and she thought she. Well, that was that was depending on the two different girsos. It wasn't. It was two different versions on that. That's not just. That'll depend on your girsa, not on the chachamim, because that was just shallow. What is so, shot in the chachamim? So, would, would anyone say that again? Is this a girsa issue, hmm. or a chachamim that if it developed after he lost his hand after he was married, 
that she could say, I want a divorce because I can't... That, that, would, that would be the machlokas. That would be the machlokas. The chachamim, they developed after, and the woman still would want to stay married. That's what he said. Right. Now, the woman wants to know, how is it possible to say that Rabbi Yochanan came along and said, the halacha follows of Shemim Gamliel? Seems inconsistent with another statement of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan made a statement, a blanket statement. We're going to see that whenever Rabbi Gamliel is the dissenting opinion in a Mishnah, the halacha follows him except for three cases. We'll see in a moment those three cases, right? That implies that that's the principle. Whenever you see a corner of Yochanan, the Shita of Shimon Gamliel, that happens to be the halacha follows him except for those three cases. The fact that we have here in Mesechus Ksuvus that Rabbi Yochanan said the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel in the case here of when a man develops mumim, that implies that it was necessary for him to say it here. Why? Because it might be in other places the halacha is not like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. But we have the statement that Rabbi Yochanan said that in all cases except for those three the halacha is followed Shimon Gamliel. So why did you need Rabbi Yochanan over here to say specifically it's my opinion that halacha is followed Shimon Gamliel. That's your opinion throughout Shas. And Morrison it seems to be inconsistent. So Morrison is like this. That... Um, uh, that in all scenarios, in all situations, that uh, the, the, the that we come across Rav. Uh, uh, let me just mute him over here. I'm gonna make him. Uh, how do I mute him? One second. I just want to make mute him. I don't know how to make it mute him. Ask him to mute Yoni, uh, tell him to mute himself. Tell him to mute no. himself. Just tell you know, I can tell him. Mute. There you go. Okay. All right. Tomorrow says like this. That in all cases where Rav Shimon Gamliel taught is the dissenting opinion the Mishnah saying in our Mishnah in Shisha Sidra Mishnah Halakha Moza Halakha follows him except in three areas the one case is in the case of Arev there's a question of what the liability of a cosigner is where Rav Shemim Gamliel is involved in Machlokas the Tzidon that's uh, concerning a uh, certain get that was uh, issued in, in, in Sidon. There's a shayla over there involving certain type of sicknesses that the person who sent an agent with that he developed. And Raya Chrona, that's uh, also that's discussing whether we reopen cases that uh, based on already ruled upon. And now there's new information. So there's actually a first case and a second case. And in the second case, the proof for the second case, the halacha there does not follow Rab Shimon Gamliel. So the question over here, well, if that's the principle, then why over here does Rabbi, Shimon, Rabbi Yochanan need to say that the halacha does follow Shimon Gamliel? So what it says, Amoroyim in the of Yochanan. There's actually a machlokus Amoroyim in the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. Meaning these are exclusive statements. The opinion that said the halacha follows always like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that, uh, and except for three cases, they would not have said over here the halacha follows Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. There was no need to say it. Right? The opinion over here in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that said the halacha over here follows Rabbi Shimon Gamliel did not, uh, they did not agree that Rabbi Yochanan had said that that's the rule everywhere else. 
So there's machlokas amaroyim as to what Rabbi Yochanan actually had said. So that's why that shows the, the, the that explains the discrepancy. These are the following cases where based in will force a person to give a get and also the Chorah have to pay Suva. Mukashchin. Mukashchin is a person who's afflicted with some type of skin disease. A shin is like a boil, boils. He's covered in boils. So that is a, a justification for a woman to demand that she should be able to be divorced. Baal Polipus, the one will discuss what the, what the situation of Baal Polipus is. Hamakamet, we'll see also the type of, he's shot, some type of, it gathers, his job that gathers excrement by hand. Alright, again, this is something that a woman is not able to tolerate because of the odorous nature of the type of job it is. Hametzaref Nechoshes, also it's a smelter of copper. We'll see exactly, but also it involves a very uh, smelly type of profession. Vabursi is a tanner. They also used to dip the, tan- the, the uh, skins in excrement, so it's considered to be something that a woman can say, I said, I can't handle this. And it makes no difference whether these jobs existed prior to the marriage or post the marriage. We even if it existed from prior, uh, uh, the um, so they they have the right to say, I just didn't realize what I was getting myself into. All right. So Noldu, they developed, okay? Either way, so uh, the, the, these type of situations, these type of conditions, a woman is able to say that, listen, I just, I, I, I just can't deal with this. Even if, to the point where the husband said full disclosure, and he made a stipulation, he actually made a stipulation that I'll agree to marry you if you agree to accept me with these conditions, right? So even so, says Rav Meir, even though I did accept as part of the condition of the marriage, however, I did not realize that I'm not able to deal with and handle this. No. If it was made with a stipulation, it's different whether she knew about it and, and it's fine, but it was actually made by the husband as a stipulation of the marriage, so then, um, we can force her to accept the situation against her will, except for one of the cases, except for Mokashchin, except for the condition where he has this boils, the skin disease, the skin disease certain type of affliction, because in such a case, it's actually harmful for him to have Tashma Shamita. Little means she crushes him, meaning the Tashma Shamita causes parts of his body to disintegrate and fall off. So therefore, even if she agrees and he says, fine, for his own safety, it's not considered to be a, uh, uh, something that we, we will allow. And again, I, and, and so it means that even in, in, so in this case, we do force him to divorce her, so even though it was a stipulation that was made uh, for this marriage. There was a story in Sidon with a certain tanner, Shemais. 
that he died. Now it's interesting, is the woman married him, he was a tanner, and she said, I can deal with it. He dies, and now the brother falls to Yibum. The, there was a family business. The brother also was a Bursi. So logic would dictate, well, if she's shown she can handle it with the dead brother, so she shouldn't be able to say that I don't want the Yibum because he's a Bursi, right? However, that we'll see not necessarily. She has a right to say, listen, I was willing to accept your brother with all the problems because I had that emotional bond and connection that I was with. But you, I don't have that bond and I'm not willing to subject myself to be married to a Bursi for you, even though I was, so therefore you can't assume just because she accepted for A, it would automatically be an acceptance for B as well. Alright, let's go back. We said that one of the conditions that we force him to divorce, divorce her is if he is a Baal Polipus. My Baal Polipus. What is this condition that is known as a Baal Polipus? It is some type of, uh, uh, malodorous smell that comes from the nostrils, the nose. I'm not exactly sure what it would be, but it is a, a smell that is uh, so horrendous that we allow a woman to say, I don't want to be married to this guy and we'll force him to divorce her. The bride that we learn is halitosis. It's actually not from the nose, it's from the mouth, but the idea is the same. Rabasi Matni Ipcha. He learned that exactly the, 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 four, the way the aloha was brought down to us is the opposite. That it was Shmuel that said that it is halitosis recha pet. And it was the Braisa that said it was recha chotem that it came from the nose. And he actually gave a, a sign, he created a mnemonic, the way to remember which, uh, uh, to, to, to remember who said what. How did he uh, remember it? So he said the way he remembered it was like this, is that Shmuel, interestingly enough, in Perak Afalpi, Shmuel makes a comment on every single mission. In every single Mishnah on Avalti, Shmuel makes a comment. So basically what he, the, 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 the mnemonic he made was Shmuel Pasik Pume Mikula Pirkin. That Shmuel, uh, his mouth did not stop learning from the entire Perik. And the entire Perik, he makes a comment that Mishnah, he said, his mouth did not stop. So that was the way. Shmuel was the one that learned the defect that the woman can demand a divorce and they will follow through and force it. And Shmuel was the one that said that what type of deep, uh, uh, defect is the Baal Polipus? That's the fellow that has halitosis, that has the bad breath, not the nostril. That his mouth did not stop learning. Okay. Mekamets. What is a Mekamets? So Amar of Yehuda is a Mekabets Toas Kalavin. It's somebody that gathers by hand dog excrement. And so Rashi, very interesting Rashi over here. Rashi says over here, Mekamech Tzoros Kolovim, Lo Yadati Maitz Tzorech Boys. I don't know what job that is. What job is that? Other than we're going to see a tanner needs to collect excrement. But what other job is there other than the tanner that needs excrement? So he says, Ba'ashkenaz, in Germany, Ra'isi, I saw, Shoshorin Bahem Abgadim, that they soak the clothing. Very good job. That in Germany, they soak the clothing in excrement. I guess it releases certain enzymes that help clean, seems a little counterintuitive, you ask me, but uh, the point is that, that that helps clean the clothing, before they launder the clothing, for a day or two. So maybe that's the type of job that it is referencing. But anyway, so Rabbi Yehuda learned, it's talking about, Makamates is a person that gathers dog excrement. 
Mesive, the Gemara has a question from a Brisa. The Brisa is Mekamed Zeb Bursi. That actually what a Mekamed says is a Bursi, is a tanner. So what are you telling me? Let's go to the Rashi. That it's the guy who does the laundry. Lechorah, Mekamed is a tanner. So one says like this, that, Lechorah, let me ask you a question. You're asking this a question of Yehuda. Why don't you ask the question on yourself? In our Mishnah, it listed a number of different professions that a woman can demand a divorce. One was Mekamed, the other one was a Bursi. So how, why don't you ask the question on our Mishnah that it was a contradiction with our Mishnah? Because our Mishnah seems to say that there's two different professions. One is called a Mekamet and one's called a Bursi and you're telling me according to the Bryce, Mekamet is a Bursi. So why are you asking this as a question on Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yehuda that said that Mekamet is this guy who does the laundry, let's say, that gathers it's the Chorah. This is a big, this would be a Kasha on a, a, a contradiction in our Mishnah too. Why not ask the question? and ask in our Mishnah Mekamet. In our Mishnah learns the different uh, types of professions are Mekamet. Ahmed Sareh, the Chosheth, uh, the guy who is the smelter of copper. Bursi. So you see Bursi and Mekamet are not the same job. Simone says like this. Uh, uh, so, 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 basically, I, mean, I don't know if I said it correctly. Basically, why are you asking this question from... Uh, uh, from, from the Brisa on Rabbi Yehuda who says that a Mekamet is a separate job than a Bursi and you brought a, a Brisa that said the Mekamet is a Bursi you could have asked this directly on our Mishnah that makes it clear that Mekamet and a Bursi are separate jobs as a contradiction to our Mishnah we could really have explained it's not considered problematic look Kasha because there are two types of tanners. There is the manufacturer on the large scale, and there's also the private bursi. So therefore, you can say is the mechanic, the guy who gathers by hand, that's talking about the private bursi. Right? The, 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 uh, the, the brysa that's mashma, that the mechanic is a bursi, that's talking about, that could be talking about the manufacturer, the large. So therefore, I don't have a contradiction between the Bryce and the Mishnah, because that could be reconciled. But according to, uh, Rabbi Yehuda, that learns that a Mekamet is not a Bursi, so then how does that reconcile with the Bryce that says Mekamet is a Bursi? So El Rabbi Yehuda Kash, Rabbi Yehuda is a Kash, Moses, says, you're right. Tanayi, it's actually Machlokis Tanoim what a Mekamet is. Right? According to one Brisa, the Mekamet is the Bursi, which is the Brisa that you asked in Yehuda. But Yesh Omrim, Zeha Mekamet says to love him. So there is, Yesh Omrim goes like the Sheetah of Yehuda, that Mekamet is a separate type of job that gathers dog excrement, like Raja said, perhaps for the laundry, but it is a separate type of job. Go on. The smelter of copper and the bursi are jobs that a woman can demand a divorce. My matzare, what is the matzare of the choshes? So, Rav Ashi Amar Chashli Dudi. They make these large copper uh, uh, pots, some kind of large copper pots, and in the process there is, but it's in the manufacturing process of the pots that involves this, this, this terrible smell that I guess the guy brings home if that's what he is doing. Rabbi Barbachana Amar, that actually Mitzar of Nechosh is not talking about the manufacturing of the pots, but it is talking about the mining of the copper. The copper mining itself is where this, this, this odor is released. So it says, That's the person who, uh, who harvests the copper 
from its source, when you, where, however they mine the copper, that's where the smell is, and that's the type of job it's referring to. Tanik Vazir Rabbi we have a Bryce supporting Rabbi Rochana, says, Eizu Mitzarev, what is considered to be Mitzarev? Zamechatech Nechoshes Mi'ikaro, it's the guy that is, mines the, uh, harvests the copper from, uh, from its source, the guy who, cuts out from the ore, the uh, copper ore, that's the one who is the, the Mitzarev, and that's the bad smell. Amar Rav, HaOmer Eini Zan, the Eini Mepharnas. So Rav said like this, if a man makes a statement to his wife, listen, I am no longer going to feed you, I'm not longer going to support you, you take care of yourself. Right? He says, Yosef Yitink Suva. The halacha is that the woman can demand a get. And, and she also can de- collect ksuba. her ksuba based on this. So other Belazar, having heard that Rav said this, went and taught this in front of Shmuel. So Amar, Sa'ari He said, go stuff Rabalazar, go f- uh, fill him with, with barley. Now that's a put down. Barley is animal food. Means basically, he's saying, is this not a very well thought out sock, right? You should be eating the, uh, eat the elpo, right? Basically, he's saying is, right, why? He says like this, because if we're already gonna force him, why force him to divorce her and give a get? What should we force him? Force her to support her. That would be a better solution than making them terminate the marriage, right? So, ah, Chekopin also lohotzi, yafu lozon. Instead of forcing him to divorce her, let's force him to feed her. Now, so that's a good svara. So why didn't Rav and Rabbi Lozer, who quoted Rav, why didn't they think that that would make more sense? It's just like this. If a guy is already at a point in the marriage where he says, you know what, I'm not taking care of you, you know, why are we going to force a woman to remain in such a relationship, right? So he says, But you can't allow, require a person to live together with a snake in one basket. We had a different form of this concept earlier, but the same idea. Once he's shown his feelings about her, why are we going to prolong the agony over here? So this should be an out for her to be able to get out of this marriage. He saw like Rabbi Zeira when Rabbi Zeira uh, went to um, what's that? Bavel when he when he went down to Bavel. Ask Chaylor of Binyamin Bar Yafis to Yosef. No, no. It's not like he went up from he right. There's places actually. His name was Rab Zeira in Bavel. He got smicha. He's Rabbi Zeira when he came to Eretz Yisrael. But anyway, he went up to Eretz Yisrael. He found Rabbi Binyamin Bar Yafis. Rabbi Binyamin Bar Yafis was a Talmud of Rabbi Yochanan. So this was happening in Eretz Yisrael. And he said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, the same halacha, is that if a person says that any zan, the any mefarnes, right, he and he said, Amale alda lelozer. This is what they, so that the com, this ruling elicited the comment, right, from Shmuel, go and force feed Rabbi Lozer, go stuff him with barley, right? The Babel, in Babel. All right. Amr of Yehuda, Amr Rav, Asi, Ein Ma, Ein Ma, Asin, El He says that when based in force, right, we only force in cases where a person married women that are disqualified to him. Ki when I said over this halacha, that based in to force a termination of a wedding, it's only when the person marries women that are puzzled to him. So Amar Shmuel said, Kigoyin Almona Kohen Gadol, he gave the examples. These are the Raisa prohibitions. Person is an Almona, a Kohen Gadol married an Almona. 
all right, or a grusha v'chalutza, which are grusha for sure is a deraisa. Chalutza, there's a discussion as to whether that's a deraisa. Most shittas, it's only a derabonon, but grusha and chalutza always go together, all right? Lekohen god, lekohen hedyod. Or mamzeres, mamzeres venesina, which are prohibited, and mamzeres is a genealogical disqualification, and asina is that that was the nation that they placed on them a ban, then a lot of marriage to the Jewish people. So anyway, let's see Yisrael, alright, or Bas Yisrael, if it's a Bas Yisrael, marrying the Nosen and the Mamzer. So those are the only cases where we force. But even in a case where a person is married to a woman and not able to fulfill the mitzvah puravu because he, whoever's fault it is, there, there's no children, so therefore, below Yaldan should not give birth, and Kofinos, so their basin will not force. So that is the ruling that basically was said by Rav Asi, is that the basin only force when you have the cases of the, there's a, the, the clear prohibition involved. But if it's a case where there's no children, based in don't force. So, Shmuel disagreed. Shmuel said that if the person is not able to fulfill Puravu, even though it's not the mitzvah on the woman, it's a mitzvah on the man, but so to allow the man to fulfill the mitzvah, we will force the man to divorce this woman in order to, that he can now go ahead and marry. Even though normally, before the Takana of Cherem Rabbeinu Gershon, you know, you, you can marry a second wife, but the understanding is that very few women want to be wife number two. It's not. We learned in the Mishnah. Now in Mishnah we learned that the Chorah, there's another category of people that based in the said will force you to, uh, will force you to divorce. That when it, when, uh, if a man developed, became a mukashchin, right, some kind of the skin disease, boils, bowel polypus, okay, he has the halitosis, or the smell from the nostrils, alright. Now, according to Rav Asi, the reason we could say, the reason that it only lists these two, and it's not in the original list of an Almonolakon God, you could say like this, is there Abonan Katani, Deraisa Loikitani? That there's a difference. These are rabbinical situations where we force. Those are the rice. And that's why it comes out of situation, the case of chalitza, as well as also nasim, right? If those are only the rabbanon, then this answer is a difficult answer. But anyway, you could say those are lists of those, those are clear cut the rice, or they're based on the rices. These are clear only the rabbanons and clear the rabbanons. So therefore we understand why the two lists don't mix, alright? That but according to the opinion of Tachlifi Baravimi that said in the name of Shmuel that you can force even in a case of a man that's married a woman and they don't have children after 10 years why isn't that included in the list in Ksuvis which are the rabbinical uh, uh, cases that the that should have been listed as one of the cases. So why isn't it listed together with the situation that we have over here, where it's uh, where, where is it? What it was the case of uh, the uh, the Baal Polipus and the Mukashchin? Except why am you write also ten years if these are all rabbinical takonas of where we go ahead and we force? So Amar of Nachman Lekash Habemili Habeshuti. I'll tell you the difference is like this: is that there's two types of forcing. There's verbal forcing, like we go ahead and we, we embarrass the person publicly, or and then there's corporal punishment. 
Shuti means with the whip. So the din that Shmuel said, Rabbi said the name of Shmuel, that a person that's married ten years, that we will force him, that's only a forcing verbally. In our list, where the person is a Mukashchin, Valpolipus, all those cases, there we force him, even if we have to subject him to the whip. But that's why it's not included over here, because it's not the same type of force. So Maskevler of Abba, so Abba challenged this question, this, this answer. He says like this, Bedvarim loy yuvaser evid. He said that no evid was able to be forced to do something when it's verbal alone. If you want to get someone to actually do something, you, know, you need to use force. Right? Words alone don't work. Which means that if, if Taka, there is a din, that after 10 years we force the man to divorce the woman, words aren't going to cut it. So they can't make a distinction that they force with words. It must be in both cases, they should have the option to do what? To use the whip. And if they do have the option to use the whip in both cases, then we're back to our question. So why wasn't the case of Sha'isha as a Shonim not included in our list of the Mishnah of where they force? So Amaravi Abba, Hava Habashuti. He says in both cases talking about the whip. But the difference is like this. The reason why they didn't mix the case of uh, Asur Shonim with the, our case, because in our case, what happens? The guy has the skin disease. The guy has this foul odor. What if the woman says, I accept. I don't want to get divorced. I'm willing to take it. What's going to be the Allah? Huh? Then you can stay. But in the case of 10 years, if the woman says, I don't mind. What do you mean you don't mind? If we don't have a choice. We're gonna, so therefore, it's not, they're in white mother together because they're not exactly the same. Here, we force only if she says she wants the divorce. There, we force irrespective of whether she wants the divorce. That's why they never put the two together. So when it says, awesome, ki amro, havina bahade, that I want to stay with him, shafkin in law. We allow her in the case of the, of, of uh, our Mishnah Suvas. But hacha, in the case of, uh, amra havina bahade, even if she says, that I want to stay with him. Uh, and even though I can't have children, or he can't, he can't have children, the mother says, oh, we don't know who have, maybe we don't know who have, but I'm willing to stay. We don't allow her to stay. You can't give this answer, because one of the cases we listed in our mission was the case of Mukashchin. Remember, we said by Mukashchin, even if she says, I'm willing to stay with him, we don't allow. Why? Because the Tashmish that they have together causes body parts to fall. It's got some kind of disease that it's harmful to him. So there we don't allow her to stay. So if you can't say because in our case if she says yes, we allow. Because one of those cases we didn't allow. So then it should have had the case of Asar Shonim as well. So when it says like this, so when it says the Mukashkin, the Avalgab, the Amra about that, even if she says, I'm willing to stay with him, Lo Law, we don't allow her this man to the Mishnah Khuzmin Mukashkin, that Mukashkin is the exception, because she crushes him, because she causes part of his body to dissolve. And we we learned over there in that Mishnah, Ki Amra when she says Dairina Bahade I'm sorry. Uh, and it's, and it is listed in the Mishnah in Ksuvas. And since that's listed in the Mishnah of Ksuvas, even though that's a case where she doesn't have the choice, so we're back to our question. What else should have been listed in the Mishnah in Ksuvas? Not having children. Not having children. Right. So my answer is like this. There's still a difference. In the case where she says, I'm willing to stay with the Mukashchin, that we force her, what if she says, you know what, I'm willing to have in the house two witnesses at all times. 
which means that there won't be tashmas. I'm willing to forego. And if he's willing to forego, he, alright, so therefore the halach would be, then, you, then she can stay married. Whereas in the case where they're not having children, saying we're going to have witnesses in the house is not going to help. So therefore there's still a difference between what's listed in the listing suvas because there, where there are, there is an option to allow it to work. Whereas in the case of, uh, the, uh, Asher Shonim without children, there is no option. That's why it's not listed together. So ki if she would say, I'm willing to stay with him with witnesses to ensure there's no Tashmish, Shavkinala, we would allow it. But Hacha, but in, uh, in the case of the Asher Shonim, even if she'll say, I'm willing to stay with him with witnesses, lo shavkin and lo, we'll not allow her to stay with him. That's why it's different in the list of Tzubis, and that's why it's not included over there. Tanya, we learned in a Brysa. I'm a Rabbi Yaisi. Sachli Zokan Echad, a certain elderly gentleman told me, Ma'anshir Shalayim used to live from the people of Jerusalem, Esrim Arba Mukhech Chin Hain, the 24 varieties, types of diseases that are under the category of Mukhech Chin, there are 24 different ones, Bechulan Amrukacham Mimtash Mishkashalayim, in all of those cases, intercourse is harmful to the person who has it. And the worst of all 24 is the condition that's known as the Bale Rasan. We'll see in a moment. What causes the disease of Bale Rosan? The person bloodlet, the Shimesh, and right afterwards had intercourse that is a laid bonim yikin. He has uh, feeble children, weak children. All right. He if both the man and the woman before they had intercourse bloodlet, so then Bashimshu bonim Bale Rosan causes the sickness. It lowers their defenses and the sickness called Bale Rotson affects the person. We'll see exactly how it affects. We're going to see some type of brain sickness, brain disease. So now we're going to have over here, the, uh, a, actually, the unbelievable tomorrow, we're going to have a brain surgery. The first recorded case of brain surgery in the Gemara. So that this disease only happens if you don't eat anything. Didn't get your crackers and oranges after you gave blood. But if you ate something right after you gave blood, then it doesn't affect. You don't. You're not susceptible to this disease. it's no problem. My simone. What are the uh, symptoms? That a person might have the sickness while they're rusting. Sigmaris says, Dalpan Ene, the eyes tear, Daivi Nechure, his nose runs, Icy Le Rira and saliva drips down from his mouth. But Ramu did the love, and he has flies flying. Who's that, Lionel? Who's that? There was a, that has flies. So this guy has flies flying around, and that shows that he has this sickness. Or my Asuse, what is the cure? So Amarabaya, Pila, you bring it's a type of herb known as pennyroyal, Valodna wormwood, Girda de Goza, shavings of uh, the bark of a, a hazelnut tree, Girda de Ashpa, you bring uh, uh, shavings from hide from skins, Khalil Malka, I think it lilies, I think it means Omeshala de Dikla uh uh, uh uh, what's that? Calyx, the Dikla Simco, the calyx of unripe red dates. It's like a certain covering of the dates when they're unripe. 
Veshaliklu, you boil it all together. Vahade Adadi, you make this concoction. Umaydele, Beza Shisha. Now, when the surgery takes place, you have to do it in a room that is uh, sealed off with, with walls of marble. Because we have to ensure that there's no air, uh, wind that, that can affect. You have to, they have to, the environment has to be a, a, a controlled environment. If you cannot find a house that is made out of marble, then you have to bring him into a room that's built at the thickness of the walls of seven and a half bricks each, each wall. But not delay, you pour 300 cups of this concoction over the person's head, until you soften the casing of the brain. The skull is softened. The Yarevet means on the fontanel, or some say it means the base of the neck. Then you surgically cut open the brain, and then you will see that there is some type of bug that has what? That's an organism that is living on directly on the brain, between the casing and the brain. So what do you do? So you bring four myrtle leaves. You lift up one leg. It's four-legged organism. So you lift up each leg. You lift up and you put the one leaf underneath it to separate its leg from the brain. And you take it with a... Uh, tongs. It's, a, it's, a, it's a tongs. You take it with the tongs. The and burn it. Burn the organism. The because if you don't burn it, hadar ilave, it's going to go back to the victim, right? Mahriz Rav Yochanan and Rav Yochanan announced be careful of the flies of people that are afflicted with this disease, because he said the flies are carriers. So therefore, it's very interesting, this, this sophistication of understanding. The flies are carriers, and they, they can pass it on. He would not sit down wind of any of these, because again, he felt that the wind could cause the infection to spread to him. He would not go into a tent. That's anyone that was afflicted with this. They refused to even eat eggs that came from the alley where there were people afflicted with these... Uh, right, right, it sounds like uh, COVID, right? Roshua ben Levi, Michrach v'osik b'Torah. Roshua learns Michrach. Usually Michrach means you sat down and eat together. Roshua learned that over here. Roshua learns means he would, he would become, bond with them. He held, no, these people, they need his support, emotional support. He would sit and learn Chavrusa with them and he would study Torah being close proximity. Amar, he says, Torah, about Torah says, Ayeles Ahavim, that it is a, 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 uh, a loving dough, Vayalas Chain, and it is a, um, it is a, also some kind of a, 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 a beloved hen and she refuses charm. What's that? A beloved hen and she refuses charm. Meaning, Torah causes a person to gain charm. That the person who studies Torah, that people want to be around, right, like this. So that's what the effect that Torah has. So this sickness that nobody wants to be around is going to be uh, impervious 
the person who studies Torah is impervious to this because Torah gives the person charm that people want to be around him. So this sickness is not going to cause the person to have to to, to, to transfer to him. So imkain imchein ma'ala. So if it's able to uh, uh, infuse charm, alam death those who study it, agune lo megno. A person will not become disgusted from the sickness from it. Ki when he was about to die. This uh, Rabbi Shuvin, uh, who was it? Uh, Rabbi Shuvin Levi. So Amrule, uh, so in Shemaim they said Lamalachamovis Zil Abed Le'Ruusa. Go give him his last wish. The idea of a last wish. Go and do what he wants. Go, go speak to him. Say the time has come, and I, you know what do you want? So Azal is Chazi So the Malachamovis went and appeared to Rabbi Shuvin Levi. Amrule is Chazi Luachvili Duchtai. Show me where my place is. I want you to show me, like, where am I sitting, right? I'm Israel, where am I sitting in, in the Gan Eden, right? So, Amalei Lechai, so the Malachim of it, acquiesced, fine. Amalei Havli Sakinach, he said, but give me your knife. I don't trust you. Give on the journey, I don't want you, right? So, Dilma, Mevaz is Lee, you're going to get me scared with it along the way. So, therefore, Yavin Allah, he gave Rabbi Shur ben Levi his knife that he uses to terminate people with. When they got to Gan Eden, he lifted him up. I guess he had to pick him up over to look over the wall to see you're, you're going to be sitting in, in, in line three, seat forty-five. Like he showed him where you're sitting. So Machvile Shavar Shuvin Levi took that opportunity and jumped over the wall. Shavar Navalahu Gisa and fell onto the other side. Nakdei the Karnaglim, but the Malachamos is still able to catch Shuvin Levi by the corner of his cloak. So Amalei, so Bishuvah Levi said, Bishvuah Zedolei Asino, I make an oath that I cannot come back. I'm not going back, I'll be oath. I violate an oath if I cross back over the wall. So Amar Kuchabarichu, so Akkadosh Baruch Hu told the Malacham Mothers, Iit Shalashvu Asso, if in his whole lifetime he ever was Matir Nether, he went, he made a Nether, and then he got a Heter to remove the Nether, so Nahadr, then you can bring him back, let him get a Hataras Nadarim, and then, and, and pull him back. But he, lo, but in his whole lifetime, he was so careful never even to be matir a neder, then what? Then learn a then don't make him go back. Amale habli sakinoi. So Mahma is fine, but I want my knife back. Right? He's got my knife. So I said, lo have a kayoyavle, Rashuman Levi refused. Why should I give back his knife? I'm going to kill other people, right? So Navgabas Kala, a heavenly voice came out for Amra, la Amale. Habne hale, give him back his knife, the midboy libriosa, he needs it for mankind, means he needs, mankind needs that, that, that he's going to be able to take people. But Mahriz Eliyahu Kameh, when he was now coming to Gan Eden and to, uh, so Eliyahu came before and made the announcement, Panumakum Lavar Lavoy, Panumakum Lavar Lavoy. Make room for Baal Lavoy, Shubin Levi, that's coming, make room for Shubin Levi. Eshgachan Rabshim Ben Yochai. So Shubin Levi found Rabshim Ben Yochai. Rabshim Ben Yochai was a Tana. Shuvan Levi was only in Amora, but he, he came. He, uh, uh, and he came over to Rabbi Shuvan Levi to have a yotziv al klas asa tachtiki. Means Rabbi Shuvan Levi came across Rabbi Shuvan Levi was sitting on thirteen thrones, thirteen thrones made out of uh, pieces of fine gold. So Amalei, so when Yeshimon Nechai said to him, Adu Bar Levoy, uh, you were the one that had this announcement from Eliyahu Novi that you are so chashiv, you're Bar Levoy. So Amalei, hey, I am Bar Levoy. So nearest Keshe Biyamecha, has in your lifetime was a rainbow ever seen? Now there is, a rainbow is a sign that God wants to destroy the world, but because of the Shurna. So therefore, if you're such a tzaddik, then there should not have been a rainbow in your life, because your chutz should prevent the world from ever being. So he's there now. So Amar Lei, hey, he says yes, there was a rainbow. So Im Kain Iyata Bar Levoy. So then, then the way Rashi learns. So then, why are they making this announcement about you're so chashiv? You're not so chashiv. If there was a rainbow in your life, the Mordechai the Lord, he actually there was no rainbow in his life, but he didn't want to boast 
He didn't want to take credit, so he made it sound like there was a rainbow, but really there had not been any rainbows. So there was the Lohi. The Lohave Midi. There never was a rainbow in the life of Rishub and Levi. I didn't want to take credit for that. That's why he said it. Now, you want to bring down Rabchinev Papa Papa was a buddy with the Malacham They were friendly. So, uh, when it was time for Rabbi Yechanim and Papa to pass away, so they told the Malachim Mavis, go and do his last will. See what he wants, his last wishes. So he came to his body, Rabbi Yechanim and Papa, and Eitzchazel appeared to him, and he said, give me 30 more days to review all my learning to Amri, because we know the Chazal say, this is a, uh, a Mishnah, this is, this is a Gemarim Psachim, it says, that fortune is the one that comes to this world and still have retained his learning, so give me the 30 days to Chazal all my learning. Shabkai, he allowed him. After 30 days, others Chazal again appeared to him. So he said, show me my place too, I want to see where my place in Gan Eden is. Amalei Lechai said, fine. Amalei Havli Sakin, give me your knife. Right? Because you shouldn't uh, scare me on the way. So Amalei is Adam for that trick twice. He says, You're trying to do to me what your buddy Rabbi Shuman Levi did to me. So Amalei says, So he said to him, Listen, he says, I don't understand. Why did he get better treatment than I get? I see lay say, He says, I see Sefer Torah, the Chazi, me, Gemini, the Chsiv Bey, the Lord Kayimte. Open up a Seder Torah. Is there anything that I wasn't Makayim? You're saying, I, I did no less than he did. So that for him, you're willing to give all this treatment. Why aren't you willing to do that for me? So is there anything that I was Makayim? So Amalei, she said to him, Me ichraches bebale ra'asen. Did you go learn Chavrusa with the people that had the sickness? Did you go and bond? Everyone was running away from these people. Rabbi Shurub and Levi went and cling to these people. Did you do that? Alright? Besides, we and study Torah them. So then might say he could not. It's just showing the mile of Yeshua and Levi that he was willing to subjugate himself to, uh, not to, 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 the, to take a chance with the sickness, these sick people. Vafiloach, even so, even though that Rabbi uh, Papa did not do that on the level of Yeshua and Levi, Kinach Nafshe, when he died, Avzikle Amuda Denura Vendi Dela Alma, a pillar of fire came down, not, making it not approachable to get to his body. The Gemiri, and we have a tradition, that this pillar of fire only comes to one or two people, or or in a generation. So obviously, this Chavchinimandara was one of the two, one of the two greatest people of his generation. So the bottom line is, no one can get approach the body. The Chevra Kadisha, they want to take care of it. They need a spade, they need a bury, and, and they, no one can get because of the fire. So Karel Gabir Alexander, Alexander came forward, and Amar Asevishvil Kavod Chavachamim. Do it for the honor of the Chachamim that are waiting for your burial. The, 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 the fire did not go away, didn't pay attention. For the honor of your father, didn't pay attention. Do it for your own honor, that your body shouldn't just be lying here without burial. It's not like the fire went away. That this pillar was there to stop anybody that wasn't the kind of the Torah to its fullest from approaching the body. That's why the pillar was there. That anybody that hasn't fulfilled the Torah to its fullest should not approach the body. So I'm a layer of Adab he said to him, Then I should exclude you as well, because you don't have a parapet on your roof. I just went by your house today, and there is no parapet. That's one of the mitzvahs in the Torah. 
What is it, Lohi? That's really not a Taina. Because Miva Hava Hava, there was a paraffin, but what happened was, Vaishaidu the Shad Yazika, it had to be blown down, Mamash at that time, by a wind, but Lamaisha Baya was Makaim that mitzvah. Why don't we see the sickness of Bale Rosson in Bavel? Mipnesha Ochlin Tarvin, because they eat borscht, they eat beets. Shostin, Sheikh Hashal Hizmi, they drink beer made out of hops that were grown on thorn bushes. And Amr Rabbi Yochanan, why is there no tsaras at all? We don't see the sickness of tsaras at all in Babel. Because they eat borscht, and they drink a lot of beer, and they bathe and they pras. It has medicinal benefits that stop them from getting tsaras. Hadran Allah, Hamadir, Ishto, Hadran Allah, Hamadir, Ishto.